welcome to this episode of Saintly Witnesses, where I talk to the Catholic behind the account. Today I'm speaking with Davin Bernstein, who is a Catholic who is living out his faith in a dynamic way. He's a candidate for Coppell City City Council. He's an entrepreneur, a Navy vet, husband and father, uh, and he's also been on the board of several uh, nonprofit organizations. And so I'm super enthused that he's here to share uh, his Catholic faith journey and to give us a glimpse into what influenced him to be in public service. So thank you for coming on. Thank you. Yes, so um, I mean, I'm, I'm glad that you came on and I'm glad that we got to discuss this information. And um, I've spoken to Davin quite a few times on social media and I'm uh, really thankful to, you know, have him as somebody, not only the, who has shared information about you know, family life dynamics and not just surface level things, but, you know, he's actually talked about uh, substantial things in his life. So I'm, I'm always been grateful of that. And uh, I know during our conversation today, he's going to definitely highlight, you know, the role of his family in his Catholic faith. So let's jump in and talk about, you know, your cradle Catholic faith. Like, tell us what was it like growing up, you know, middle years and how that led you to, you know, ultimately where you are now. Um, all right. So I grew up in Los Angeles. Um, you know, my, my parents, uh, both, my, my mother was from Louisiana. My father was from New York and they both wanted to get out of where they were. <laughs> and so they were both part of the, I guess you would call it the post-war, you know, tech boom that was going on in, in California. And so they met there. My mother was a, was an electrical engineer. Um, and my father was a mathematician uh, working in the defense industry. And so they, you know, they met and um, had three kids. I'm the youngest of three. And, you know, I think from a, from a Catholic perspective, uh, my, my father was, was not too involved. Um, he, he was raised Jewish and he had, I think, I think I've been told that it was, uh, he felt it was an unfair burden. He was a very smart man, very kind man, didn't talk a lot. Um, but his father died when he was about 13. And in the Jewish faith, um, as, as the oldest son, my father was expected to, uh, to go say daily prayers with a minion, which is a group of men, um, for, the, for that year after his father had passed away. And so it was, it was a duty that he did because that was the kind of person he was. But I think when that was finished, he didn't really want to, uh, he didn't want to practice faith that way anymore. Um, so, so, but my parents, you know, got married at that point. Uh, uh, if a Catholic marries a non-Catholic, the non-Catholic has to agree that the kids will be raised Catholic. And so that's kind of what we did, how we did it. Um, and so, you know, I remember going to church, um, regularly, uh, with my mother and my brother and sister. And, um, I would say I was probably the most, um, religiously inclined of, of any of them. Um, a lot of, yeah, like saints were a very big thing for me. I just fascinated by, um, by all of these biographies of people and what they had done and the variety of things they had done. Um, and so I, um, you know, so I was fascinated by it. I remember getting this book of saints for a, for a confirmation gift and just kind of devouring it. <laughs> um, so, you know, and, and I guess I, I don't know, you know, as a growing up in the sixties and in the seventies, um, in Southern California, um, 
catechesis was not that great. <laughs> uh, it was it was kind of like oh you know we, we want to de-emphasize what the what the church teaches um, and just kind of make sure that you have this idea that uh, that we should all get along and and social justice and I think I think you know it all works together but if you if you focus on one and not the other then it's it was kind of um, it, it it just was I don't know just kind of like a feel good type thing, but it really wasn't, you know, the, the guts of the faith. Um, so, so I had always wanted to know more. I, and I would say, I always, you know, felt like, like I, I always did what I needed to do as a Catholic going to church on Sundays and so forth, uh, religious ed, but I always wanted to, to learn more and be able to defend my faith, which I never felt I could do. Um, and so that I think changed, um, actually. So, Fast forward through, through high school, through college, um, even even seven years in the Navy, and then when I when I moved to Texas, um, I, I got involved in a very dynamic church that was that was growing a lot, and um, and I had a chance to go through. It's called a Christ Renews His Parish retreat, and it was just like a, you know, it was that was the moment for me, <laughs> and I was like, okay, I got to be able to defend my faith. I got to be able to. I got to know it. I got to understand it. And um, so I really, I think at that point, I really, um, you know, at that point, the catechism had been released recently. And so I was, I just devoured that, you know, because it kind of has addresses a lot of, a lot of questions. Um, and so, you know, at that point, I would say that I felt I knew my faith better and, and could talk to people about it and understand it myself. Okay. It's wonderful to hear, and I can definitely understand what you were saying about um, basically you're saying that when you put one, you pit one like teaching or emphasize one thing or other, it becomes unbalanced. And um, yeah, I can understand what you mean by that. So, in your time of converting, or not converting, but growing up in the Catholic faith, uh, was there anything that um, any teacher teaching? Or something that like influenced you greatly during that time. Oh, I think you know. I kind of mentioned the the same book that I got. I I still remember very distinctly in in fourth grade, uh, my religious ed teacher had brought in this book of saints, and I don't know I don't know what other kids thought about it, but at the end of class, I was like, "Can I borrow that book?" <laughs> I was really interested in it, and it was. You know, I mean, I think it's still in print today, right? It was probably like a half page, a picture of the of the saint, and then just like a half page of a story about them. And it was just like, I read that whole thing. Like, I, I just devoured it, right? Because, you know, saints are, the whole concept of saints, I mean, it's such a, it's such a sad thing that other Christians don't have this, right? So, so you know, as Catholics, right, we get to see people who are just from all walks of life, right? I mean, as much as, as much as, as we're kind of asked to identify and trust in, in Jesus, right? That was one man and how he lived, right? God, but one man and how he lived, right? And so, you know, now, right, you might have, you know, St. Pierre Toussaint, um, who's a, a black saint from New York City, right? Who, who you know, grew in the faith and, and, you know, overcame, I think, a lot of obstacles and, and is a great leader, right? 
I might have, you know, St. Dominic Savio, right? When I was a kid, right, he was my, he was my confirmation saint. Totally know, you know, probably more than anybody should about, about somebody. But, you know, he was just an inspiration to me as a very pure young man. Um, and, you know, there's men, there's women, there's rich, there's poor, there's, there's you know, St. Jerome is very, uh, you know, is, is probably a big, a bit argumentative, right? And then there's other people that are very mild, right? So, so like, no matter who you are, there's going to be somebody that you can look at and say, okay, this is somebody that I identify with. And, and so I love that. Wow. Wonderfully said. And definitely a good point about the saints, because there are so many different holy men and women of different times and different backgrounds that we can emulate from their lives. So that's definitely a good point that you share. Next question. What would you say to someone who is discerning joining the Catholic Church? What would you tell that person? So, um, you know, as much as I'm a, I'm a Catholic, I also, uh, I also am, am thrilled, right, that we have other brothers and sisters, right? So, so people who are Christian, right, we're all, we're all Christians. Um, and, you know, I think it's like an extra, it's an extra layer of, of, um, gosh, of, of just, you know, the richness of, of our faith, right? not only the early church, right, with which a lot of other Christian denominations, you know, kind of focus in on, okay, what's in the Bible? What happened, you know, while, while Jesus walked on the earth and what happened in the, you know, 20 years afterwards when St. Paul was traveling around Europe. But, but, you know, the Catholic church has these saints, right, that go through all of two millennia, right? And so we, you know, we never, we never lost touch with that. And so, you know, we have St. Francis in 1100. We have these other saints. And so I always, I, I try to evangelize the faith by just adding in this extra layer of, of context and, and um, richness, right, that, that are people that have always been faithful to the teaching. And, and it's a um, you know, when the opportunity presents itself, right, when it's like, well, how do you know this one is right or that one is right? Well, you know, the church hasn't always had, you know, saints, right, <laughs> that are running it. Um, but that doesn't mean that the faith is not completely solid and, and understood. And so, you know, when you start talking about, well, you know, what, what denomination should I be? What, you know, how do I follow? How do I know which one is right, right? Well, I mean, it's pretty, it's laid out there, right? These are the, you know, the, the, the Pope and St. Peter and the, 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 the progression of, of leadership that stayed faithful to the teachings of the church, right, were, um, you know, is, is where that, that truth has stayed all the way through. Um, so next we're going to go to the, uh, the next portion where we talk about um, your service or your you know, what, what influenced you to be in public service? So, yeah. So what influenced you to get into public service? Was there something that you noticed or, yeah, tell us some more about that. Well, um, so, so my mother had always been very involved in, well, she, she was always having something going on, right? It could, it, you know, it, uh, when I was a kid, they were talking about incorporating a, a, an area that we lived in 
or, you know, there was some, some person that, you know, she thought needed to become, you know, the Senator. So she was, she was just like all in for helping that person or, you know, she was, uh, you know, she, she, uh, uh, was really opposed to illegal immigration, right? And so she would get people, you know, to organized and and uh, you know trying to connect uh, people. Uh, I mean, it, L.A. was it was you know they went through a there was a immigration uh, uh, bill that was passed in the mid '80s, and before that time, right? I mean, there was just, it was just pretty much a porous border, and um, and so she was you know she was she was always working on something, and so. Uh, you know, so when I graduated college, right, you know, studies, and then I was in the Navy for seven years. But, you know, when I got out, I was like, well, you know, what do I want to do? And, and, you know, I think it does tie back to the first section of, of, you know, being a Catholic and, and, you know, what, what do you do? Like, how do you make the world a better place? And it's by, you know, it's by, it's by uh, changing the, um, the status quo. <laughs> and so, you know, the status quo is, is it can be okay, but there's probably some issues with it that need to be addressed. And so that's always the, you know, to me, the impetus for, for action. Yeah, thank you for sharing that information. That sounds, sounds like you have critically thought about, you know, the role that you want your local government to play for its citizens. And it sounds like you are lending yourself in a, a major way. Um, what are some challenges you've experienced while, you know, working in public service, public sector, uh, stuff like that. What are some challenges that you encountered? Um, well, you know, it, it, trying to keep it fresh, right? So, so there's a, um, there's a narrative, right? Both, both of the, both the Republican and the Democratic Party have narratives about what they champion and they have stereotypes <laughs> that uh that people you know want to fall into or want to fall into right and you know i um i don't like stereotypes i'd, I'd rather deal with the reality of you know you know if you if you want to say this about one party or the other and i'm very involved in, in one in one party um I'll try and not make that clear because <laughs> I kind of like to muddy the waters that way. Right. But when you feel passionate about, uh, you know, about an issue, right. Uh, I, I really, I do not like it when people are misleading. So what are some benefits that you've experienced while working in public sector and, uh, public service? I mean, I've, I've been blessed that I've been able to go to a great college, um, and not everybody can do that. And, and, you know, what I saw is that there were, there were incredible people, right, at all levels of, of the, uh, you know, the enlisted structure, the officer structure, um, and people who, you know, were just really committed to the mission. Um, and, you know, they, they probably could have done very well, you know, in the private sector, but, but, you know, they, they love the, the broader mission and working with people, you know, in, in the Navy. And so, uh, so, you know, I think what I learned from that is, you know, you never, you never assume that because of where somebody's from or because of, um, you know, they haven't done something that they're not as good because they might just not have had that opportunity that, 
you know, that I had or that others had. And, um, you know, I'm always fascinated by, by, you know, how people, um, you know, I don't know how to, how to say it, right. Straighten up and, and, you know, become, become full fledged members of society. Um, you know, sometimes, sometimes it happens, you know, very easily. And sometimes people go through this kind of circuitous route of, of, um, you know, having some sort of struggle that they have to overcome, you know, um, I mean, I've, I've gotten to know some people, you know, who, who've been abused, right. As, as children and how they overcome that is, um, is remarkable, right. Because, you know, they, they create their families and build their families and build a life where they didn't have anything, you know, really to build from. And, you know, that's just, I don't, you know, it's, it's, it's great to see that. Okay, definitely a good point that you said right there. So our last question, which is the crucial question of the show, is how do you insert your Catholic faith working in public service and and in the public sector? I hope to be an example to others. I hope to, you know, I I um, I always want to engage with the person that I'm talking to, right? Not not somebody who you know, like for example, right, I'm running for a nonpartisan race and, you know, I have these friends that are like, okay, we'll only talk to these people. And I'm like, no, I'm going to talk to everybody. Right. I want to, I want to engage them in that process. And, um, you know, and, and hopefully they'll see that what I'm trying to do is something that they identify with. And, and I think that that's part of the Catholic faith, right. It is being out there, not, um, I mean, I love, I love hanging out with Catholics, but, we already have the fullness of the faith. <laughs> so engaging with other people and, and having that opportunity to engage with them is, is just as important. Most definitely that is true. You know, we can't be clustered off, but we got to get out in society and meet others where they are and share the good news with them. So that's definitely a good point that you shared. So as we conclude this interview, I want to just highlight something that you said that I thought was important. Uh, you mentioned during your spiritual journey that you read the catechism and discovered all these apologetics proofs for God's existence. And I thought that was wonderful. And it's a good motivator for us to always seek God in truth because uh, he has made himself to us. And we need to seek him out with all our whole mind and heart. So definitely thought that was empower empowering that you said that. So this is going to conclude this episode of Saintly Witnesses. And Davin, I appreciate you coming through and sharing your faith journey and talking to us about your career in public service. Uh, you guys can tune into the next episode and keep Davin in your prayers. Thank you.